Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Weeb Weekly. Uh, it's your boy, Tropical Joe, surrounded by two of the best-looking men in the tri-state area. Say hello. Uh, what's up, Travis? What's up, Mizu? How y'all doing? What's going on, man? It's good to be here. Hey, if you're watching us, uh, Mr. Travis has a new haircut. Mizu has the glasses. Uh, he's also got the the new laptop. I'm excited. We, we're, we're we're all winning. We're winning in this high in the side. How you yes, doing, sir. Mizu? Yes, sir. I'm doing fantastic. Like you said, yeah, your boy finally got a laptop. For those who don't know, I've been doing this mostly on my phone. So this is a giant upgrade for me, and I've been fiddling it with um a little bit, and I'm trying to do some cool stuff with it and future content. And now I can finally look up stuff while we're talking because everybody else mm-hmm. be looking up stuff like, oh man, that trailer looked cool. I'm like, dang, if I do that, like my screen turns off. <laughs> so my screen is gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the life I'm living right now. Unfortunately, I will hey, get on hey. your level again. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's 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 a team <laughs> effort. It's a team effort. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Specifically, this one. Uh, there's been a ton of new announcements. We just are all, we're off the back of D23. We just had a Nintendo Direct, a PlayStation State of Play. There's news all up the wazoo. But I think the biggest news that we have to talk about is uh, deconstructing everything that happened at D23. Right. Uh, of course, one of the biggest parts of the Disney 23 panel, specifically on the Disney and Pixar side, was The Little Mermaid. And we're starting off this from the jump because it's probably the most controversial and at the same point, the uh, the most inspirational thing I've seen on, on, on social media uh, in, in, the, in the past couple of weeks. So uh, for those of you that don't know, the teaser trailer for The Little Mermaid was released. Um, it's got over 12 million views on on YouTube by itself, just the main one that was released by Walt Disney Studios, uh, and it got absolutely bombed with misogynistic, racist, uh, a lot of hateful rhetoric, and over a million dislikes on the video. It's got over 500,000 likes and a lot of people fighting for it, including some people that were a little bit hesitant to accept the Halle Bailey casting when it originally came out. There's There's been a lot of people coming in support of her, but most of the rhetoric has been absolutely nonsensical. I wanted to get your opinions first uh, before we delve it deeper into what they were actually saying because I feel like the criticism for the live-action movies is, is warranted because not all of them have hit, but everything for this film seems to be rooted in Halle Bailey's skin color. And I don't think I don't think that makes any sense. So I wanted to get your opinions on how you saw the event transpiring. What did you think of the trailer? And then how do you feel the internet is reacting to this? Is it fair? Is it not fair? What do you think? Oh, my God. Well, I'll definitely let you know right now. It is complete garbage <laughs> how the internet's reacting to this. Yeah. But I, I love it in a way. And the reason is because I think this is going to go down kind of in the same vein as the initial thoughts about uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Before Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse came out, people did not want there to be a black Spider-Man. Donald Glover, people uh, uh, 
actually offered were saying oh he should probably be casted for it people were sending him death threats and all this sort of things you are looking goofy now if you do not like spider-man into the spider-verse and the little mermaid is going to be the same exact thing this is going to blow everyone away i'm calling it now it's going to be the best live action that we've ever seen simply because the reception of hal barry uh hal bailey on set it made the cast cry uh melissa mccarthy and six other people wept when they heard the entirety of uh, a part of your world and when you hear even the leaked version of it you can tell the kind of so it gave me chills there is no disney song that i've heard that gives me chills and with that level of talent you're going to see the kind of soul and passion in this live action that you've never seen Disney put on screen before. I cannot wait for this thing to drop and people be proven wrong. So yeah, I think the internet is totally wrong and I'm going to enjoy rubbing it in everyone's face. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair, fair points. Fair Uh, points. How about you, Mizu? I'm glad you said that, Travis, because especially putting on the head with uh, Miles Morales. It made me think, and I talked to my um, co-workers at my job about this and even my wife and stuff. We have been through this song and dance before. Like, we've been through this when Miles, like, was um, announced as a character. Not even just in the movie, but as a comic book character. I remember being in high school when they announced that. And everybody and their mother having these weird arguments. Someone made a good point on TikTok um, about John Boyega. When we first saw The Force Awakens and the first person we saw was John Boyega in a Stormtrooper outfit, mm-hmm. everybody and the mother were using these weird arguments on why he shouldn't be a Stormtrooper or why he shouldn't even be in it. And again, and then the part that's interesting with A Little Mermaid is that we've had this conversation at least six, seven, eight times now since the announcement that she was going to be playing um, Ariel. And everybody has been using these weird arguments and then of course it, it dies away and then we get a little bit more news about The Little Mermaid. The argument resurfaces, dies, resurfaces. Now we finally get a trailer for it. Now where we are again, we're at the same thing. And I think the biggest thing that my takeaway with this is that people who are on this, I call them anti-woke folks. Because, you know, everybody in the mother, you know how we got, you know, SJWs. And everybody has their complaints about how they are quick to call stuff sexist, racist, stuff like that. And you have the people who detract from that. Well, you got... The opposite, the anti-woke people who think that everything in their mother is woke, that just a black person being in the background, that's woke. Oh, a woman just making a joke at a at a man, that's woke. Just weird Hmm. arguments. And my whole thing is that these guys are very repetitive. Their arguments are very repetitive, and they have no leg to stand on. And now here's the thing. I'm watching you as a viewer. Please don't get me wrong. On the surface level, it may sound like they're making a compelling argument. But when you think about it, and I mean that, I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but when you think about it and you mm-hmm. dissect what they're saying, it makes no sense. So, again, my whole thing is like, here we go. We're back at this song and dance again about these weird arguments and we're act like we're getting somewhere, but it just, it doesn't hold water. It does not hold water. You're You're literally trying to hold water with a napkin <laughs> it just doesn't work i i i feel like uh there's a video that i saw like for, uh, juju made one but like uh there was one where um jay stoops goes at somebody like literally having the same straw man argument 
uh, and saying like, oh, uh, but the the original story is Danish, right? And 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 she's supposed to be white and red hair. There's it's it's ginger side as well. It's not only blackwashing. It's ginger side. And I'm like, bro, you do realize that most of these Disney stories change the original folklore because it's way too graphic. Exactly. People, exactly. people on uh, people on alive themselves. They like eat other people. It's 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 crazy how uh, graphic these stories are. Obviously, they're trying to like uh, either be a, a cautionary tale or be like extreme extreme in some circumstances. We know we all know how folklore can get. But yes, in in, in terms of sticking to the original. Uh, I'm of the I'm of the same opinion as a lot of people that like if 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 skin color or ethnicity is not integral to the character, it should not matter who plays it. It exactly. should not matter who plays it. That's why, for example, uh, it, it, the big the easiest example is uh, Wakanda is 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 explained to be a is it Central Africa? Is it Central Africa? Um, East, you can say. Eastern Central Africa, usually Eastern Central Africa. Right. Yeah. Be, be, besides some parts in the north of the continent and South Africa, the country in the southern of the continent, most of Africa is black. It and and the character has always been black in in at least in from my memory and from the comics that I have that are like way old that show Black Panther's first appearance. He's always been black, ethnically black. So like it it would not make sense for you to have Jake Gyllenhaal play Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but that makes sense. So, for, but for example, even with even with Superman, let's just let's take let's take the, the quintessential super. Even with super, even with Superman, he's an alien. He's from outer space. Like if if, if the if if race is not integral to the character, anybody can hold the mask. Anybody can put on the mask. Anybody can play the character. Same thing applies to these characters. It's a mermaid. It's a fictional character under the sea. Uh, you didn't have a problem with Sebastian being a Jamaican crab. <laughs> Nobody had a problem with that. Exactly. Nobody had a problem with Flounder being an absolute dumbass the entire time. Uh, and, I mean, th there's th the the arguments that are being thrusted upon the film are almost exclusively made at Halle, ba uh, Halle Bailey's expense. I don't see how that makes sense. Um na narratively, it also doesn't make sense. Like thinking about changing the original story. <laughs> to to something that like has to be more in line with the original i'm like where was this energy when the original lion uh a little mermaid came out like exactly. when, when the cartoon version exactly came out. i mean i, I don't know th th that's just my point of view do you guys think this movie is going to have issues at the box office because of this not at all not even a little bit i think it will drive more people to the box office for sure and i think uh it's it's going to be a fen a phenom, truly. Okay. Be uh, ultimately, <clears throat> the reason I feel like this is because the entire point of the story is that Ariel gives up her beautiful voice in order to be with this man. So mm -hmm. everything hinges on how great her singing is, and her singing is going to be her singing is so insane that seeing her give up her voice to be with somebody is going to have such a, a massive emotional impact on the audience. And it's going to, it's going to bring everyone in. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't matter. All of this, all of this negative press is great because people are going to want to go to watch it to bash it. Exactly. And then when they hear how many people love it, they're going to be like, no way. Go to the go to the theater, support, and be like, "All right, they were right." So exactly. it's it's all great. It's all good. 
And I'm glad you said that and you brought that up, Jose. Because again, like I said earlier, there's another song and dance we've gone through before. They said that Shang-Chi, when Shang-Chi came out, uh, was announced, everybody and their mother thought it was going to be a flop. Like, oh, this is um, MCU going full woke. Who the hell is Shang-Chi? Who I want to see a movie about a guy we don't even know. We're wasting our time. This is going to be Marvel's first flop. It's going to do bad in the box office. It literally revived the box office. Mm-hmm. And it, it did record numbers even better than COVID standards. Yep. And let's say, and let's let's talk about Marvel's first flop, even with Eternals. Um, again, there were people making the same arguments that, oh, see, Eternals is going to flop because they're diverse. And because of not being diverse, that's going to make it a bad movie. And yeah, it got a bad bombing movie, but financially, it still did great. It still did a lot better than people expected it to do. Um, same thing with a lot of other movies like that. The same thing, like I said earlier, with um, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. It did a lot better than people expected. So I'm personally, and here's another thing, though a lot of the live actions aren't the best, they have never had a problem with the box office. Even the ones that weren't the best. Like, think about it. Lion King. Was, I didn't like the live action Lion King. You know, <laughs> much the, you know how much the live action Lion King, Aladdin, and Be- uh, Beauty and the Beast got? They made, each one of them alone made over a billion dollars. Whoa. The only live action that didn't do well financially, because I think it's because it was the first one, was Cinderella. Yeah. Wow. But everyone after that made money back and then some. So let's say for hypothetically, The Little Mermaid does not do well for critics. Mm -hmm. I Again, I'm not worried about it financially. No. Because it's going to make the money because... Again, I'm not trying to be that person because I, I think all Disney movies are for everybody. But, like, there are certain demographics who this is for. And if y'all have been seeing all those little videos of all those young black girls reacting to the movie, oh, yeah, I will take those reactions any day over some whiny Disney adult. Facts. <laughs> and um, with that being said, I want to also talk, talk about with that. Um, and that's the other thing I have a problem with with people who are very anti-woke because they will make you think that the reason the movie did bad is because of forced diversity and stuff like that. Like, for example, with Eternals, I already even called it too before it even came out that watch, if it does do bad, watch people blame them being diverse as the reason why the Eternals movie wasn't great. And again, you can go on YouTube. I, I recommend not look, doing that because you don't want that on your feed. <laughs> it's bad but um there are people i saw people saying oh i'm doing the work for y'all I'm, I'm making the sacrifice with my youtube feed looking at this stuff to prove a point but like they're like oh i told you so i told you so because they really needed that win after they were wrong about shang chi um but and i and my thing is let's say that critics don't like the little mermaid let's say if you're wrong travis and people are just like oh critics wise people hate this movie mm-hmm. i guarantee you there are going to be people who are going to say it's because that Ariel is black. That's why it sucked. Not because of the cinematography, not because of the dialogue, not because of, oh, maybe weird sound. Again, I'm not trying to put that on them. Maybe weird musical sound choices, whatever. No, it's because she's black. That's why it's bad. And that kind of mindset logically doesn't make sense. But there yeah. are people out there who will make you genuinely think that that's the reason why these movies, TV shows fail because of quote-unquote first diversity please for the love of god do not fall for that think think it through exactly because i see it a lot 
And and the and even what's crazier about this is this was not a a forced diversity moment. This wasn't a diversity hire. Disney, when they were casting for The Little Mermaid, had no intention of actually making Ariel black. You could even see in their casting choices that they all align visually with uh with with their on-screen counterparts. Jonah Hor King looks just like Prince Eric. Um, uh, Javier Bardem looks so much like King Triton. What they and they even kept King Triton not a black person. Mm-hmm. The reason that they picked Hal Bailey to begin with, Hal Bailey to begin with, is because she was just that good. There was even a quote from uh, I think an executive at Disney where they were like, "The bar was set so high by Hal Bailey, they decided to go this route. Like yeah. it was her talent was so overwhelming. They were like, well." I guess Ariel's black now. Cause yep. we- <laughs> exactly. And then you got to remember, like, I'm glad you said that because people also act like when you said diversity hire, that guy, she just was just given the role without, uh, without thought. Like, oh yeah, we, cause you know, some, you know, some directors and people like that do that. Like, oh yeah, we want such and such actor to play this role. But no, she auditioned. She had to fight. What was it? I got to double check it, but it was like, she had to go against like hundreds of girls who were Ariel, who could probably sing in similar to that. And she went through all of that and she got it, which proves that she earned it. But guess what? Unfortunately, just going off of the, I'm trying to thinking, I'm trying to think like the opposition and they are going to be sitting here and still think that she got it <laughs> from forced diversity, even though she put yeah. in the work. It's kind of a similar story with um the, the actor who's playing the first black doctor. The act, the director, the showrunner of it, he said that um, they he was the last person on the list. He was the last person they saw, and they were they already had three people in mind to play the doctor. Until he came in, he he the, the showrunner said he blew it out of the park, and from that audition alone, he became the doctor. Wow. But I guess, but guess what? There are gonna be people who are gonna say, oh, he got it because he's forced diversity higher. They this forced diversity higher argument. It's always said all the time, but yet you never know. You always notice that they never can prove it. They never can prove that happens, but they, but at the same time, they never talk about the people who yeah, get the role just because they got it. Or what's that called? What's the, what's the movie called that everybody got on? Um, Something Steven. I'm s- sorry. Oh, what's it called? Sorry, Steven. Uh, so- sorry, sorry I called you? Well, no, it's, called... a, it's about, a, it's about a guy who, sorry about not, not sorry to bother you. Um, It's a, it's about a guy who, writes a fake um suicide note and then he ended up reading it and he was the friend of that person the musical um uh, evan Mike, evan, evan, it, hampton. evan hampton evan hansen uh, evan hansen evan hansen yeah, yeah. Evan, dear yeah. evan hansen dear evan hansen dear heaven okay, dear evan dear hansen, hansen. Nice. that yeah. movie right there that man got on that on the, got that role because his dad worked for the movie <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> yeah but nobody complained about that. And it's, it's and there's similar stories just like that. But no, let's focus on the wrong things. I mean, it, yeah, we, we, we knew from the jump there was going to be people stressing about this. Uh, but but the thing is that, like, it it would it, – even the counter arguments would ring uh, truer if the teaser had sucked, if it just looked horrible. or And if, like, if, if her singing – but she – if your singing was like looked very sounded very auto tuned, but Hallie just like he, she just absolutely crushed it. Fifteen seconds is all it took for me to literally feel like I was 
like eight years old or seven years old just playing this movie on repeat because that my, my three biggest movies were lion king little mermaid and uh tarzan in terms of the 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 soundtrack and hercules but like little mermaid specifically under the sea and part of your world was like a big part of 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 my my childhood and i was like bro the fact that she gave me goosebumps just with that first note i'm like oh damn like she's just singing from the heart bro uh and bro people saying that the like the 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 her hair looks bad the 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 end the bottom of the sea looks like bro if you want it to be super accurate it would just be plastic bottles and plastic <laughs> and plastic cups at the bottom of the sea in a in, in a dead coral reef like please suspend your disbelief exactly. suspend your I'm disbelief real sick and tired of these yeah these just alone like there's so many different types of arguments happening like that with the whole oh hair argument that her hair was not red enough that her hair kind of looked more brown and i'm just like dang like it is that is that the moral of the story to y'all is that what y'all think when y'all saw the movie is that oh she had red hair like y'all just missed the whole entire plot of the movie like don't get me wrong it's iconic i'll give you that but it's not the main thing of the story it it's, it just doesn't matter they, they just much, but they, they just want to complain that's that's of course. that's why that's why I'm like I can't wait until this comes out because it's gonna be like and you you know all of those negative comments saying like oh she looks uh, less like Ariel and more like Tiana it's just like shut I can't oh, wait God. for this to I can't wait for this to come out and there's so many people who would, are going to pretend because you know they're gonna pretend like there it was always good and it was always fine like yeah like everyone loved it please I can't no, wait there. It's, I mean, it's already happening. I mean, look at another example um, with, um, like, House of the Dragon. We have the same issue with House of the Dragon. Oh, when we geez. heard that the actor who was playing the, um, the sea snake and them, like, oh, they made them black. And everybody in there, everybody in, had a conniption about that. And they're already calling House of the Dragon bad. But then the Rings of Power came out. Now, all of a sudden, House of the Dragon's good. But now the new one that sucks is the Rings of Power because we got a black dwarf and a black elf and a feminist manifesto main character. Galadriel. Uh, yeah, that's so, that's yeah. that's also been like a a, a ridiculous whirlwind of emotions, uh, at least with, with with those two projects. Exactly. All I'm gonna say is, guys, like watching this and I mean, say this to your friends, repeat this, like, please. I cannot stress this enough. Do not fall for these arguments. Again, again, they may sound like they're making sense. They may sound like they're making a good point. They're not. They're not. And a lot of these guys, let's be frank, a lot of these guys are doing it for likes. They're doing it for views. They're doing it to purposely um, get at people and speak to a certain demographic that I'm being honest. I'm not trying to sound like like hot take here. Doesn't need validation. Frankly, does not, and I know we're like, oh, what everybody's valid, sure. But if you're blatantly being racist, yeah. blatantly being racist, misogynistic, look, look, there's there's a time and a place for that. And then here's another thing I want to say too: watch them, and every time you call them out on it for what they're doing and what they're saying for what it is, like, oh, so just say that you're you don't like her being black, just say that you're racist, like and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, so I can't criticize it, but every time I criticize it, I'm going to be labeled a racist. Or so it's like, no, that's not what we said. That's not what we say. Like, you're not actually critiquing it. You're not, like I said, you're not critiquing it for, you know, like I said, the cinematography, the music, the dialogue, the acting. You're not, you're not actually giving constructive criticism. You're giving 
you're complaining about her being black. That's not a real criticism. I'm being honest with you. That's not a real criticism. I mean, look at the She-Hulk reviews, like the audience reviews to that. Have you ever sat down and looked at them? I, I was brave enough to look at them. And, and it goes to show, like, some of them are not even real critiques. Someone said that, oh, this show is trash. That's it. Okay, why is it trash? <laughs> okay, even this, they even go the same way of saying, oh, it's good. Why is it good? If you can't explain why it's bad or good or anything like that, it's not a real critique. It's not a real critique. You're not actually saying anything. Uh, one, I, re- I remember one comment um, critique was saying, oh, this this movie, like, this show is super feminist. Like, I'm sick of, like, I'm not watching it because it's feminist. So, one, you said you didn't watch it. So, why did you make a review on it if you didn't watch the show? <laughs> like, my, again, my whole point is that, guys, don't give into this nonsense. You're not, at the end of the day, you're going to be looking like the joke. Like how people did, like I said, with Miles Morales, all these other movies that came out and characters that everybody loved to hate, but now everybody loves now. I'm going to remember. We don't forget. I'm going to remember that you were on that. You were the one. He was like, oh, I thought you you didn't like the idea of Miles existing, that only Peter Parker should be (laughs) Spider-Man. I even call people out for like, oh, you so. But I remember distinctly you didn't like John Boyega because you thought Stormtroopers scientifically or some BS that stormtroopers couldn't be black. Don't switch. Like, I'm just saying, don't switch up. Just take your L and be quiet. <laughs> and and those are big L's to take, especially when you have so much, so much, so many great things happening in, in, in the next couple of years. Seriously. With that said, there's a lot more uh, on the Disney side that we should uh, kind of hop on, uh, especially yes. on on the Days 23 side. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking through most of the announcements. Uh, and some of them are good. For example, Hocus Pocus 2 uh, is officially happening. It got a trailer. It looks decent, but it, I think it's mostly a nostalgia uh, nostalgia Definitely. play. Are you guys buying or selling on that one? I, I like Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I like Hocus and, Pocus too. And, um, and just like a lot of these, and going with the, even with the live action one, maybe a little bit still, is that, yes, do we know that these, bla- these are blatant cash grabs? Yes, we do know this. We know that they're cashing off on our nostalgia. Mm-hmm. However, it's just it's just the it's just the the game we play right now. Yep. So, what Hocus Pocus? I'm going to say a light buy, a light <laughs> buy. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to go with a sell, and the only reason I want to go with the sell is because I never was allowed to watch Hocus Pocus when it came out. Oh, because damn. my family my family was against witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah. So I wasn't even able to watch Harry Potter. So this seems like a love letter more for the fans of yeah. the of the first one. So I'm gonna have to sell on it. Listen, I'm only buying because of Sarah Jessica Parker. I love Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> with all my heart. So I, oh. I, I, I I'm a I'm a buy with that. Uh the one that we I did not expect we were gonna get is Disenchanted. After 15 years, Enchanted is getting its, its long-awaited sequel. Wow. Uh, and we ha- and the, the cast is stacked. We have Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, Dina Menzel, Maya Rudolph, uh, James Marsden. It's it's one of the best live-action original movies that, that Disney has put out. And Disenchanted seems to be uh, pretty, pretty good, at least uh, from what I saw in, in, the, in the teaser. Um, I'm buying. What do you guys think? It's, Dis- uh- it's going to be on Disney Plus only. It's not going to be in theaters, by the way. Oh, I'm I'm buying. Eh, okay. Why not? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Plus, I think the other thing that's also 
wild. It's like they look like in, going off the trailer. They haven't aged a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look almost like the same. Like wow, that's crazy. And plus, yeah, I remember, I remember watching Enchanted a lot as a kid, over and over and over again. So yeah, I'm definitely buying all that one. I can't wait to see what they do with this. All right, I'll take that. Uh, we got a poster for Peter Pan and Wendy. I didn't even know that this was happening. And then Same. I figured out that uh, Captain Hook is going to be played by Jude Law. And I'm like, eh, okay, you got, you, you, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I'm, I'm soft selling on that. Cause like, I, I haven't seen anything. I'm ha- I haven't seen anything about it. It's streaming in 2023. I'm pretty sure it's already filmed or, or in the process of filming. And we haven't received any single peep up about it. I'm soft selling because the, the, the previous, uh, it, I, I didn't personally like, uh, the, the original, uh, Peter Pan, like the, the live action they did. Oh, okay. I like, I like the one that Robin Williams was in. I don't like the one with the little kid. Like I know I, I remember, I remember watching it, but I was like, ah, I I feel like live action Peter Pan lends itself to be on the, um, weaker side because of all the CGI and rigging you have to use. Like sometimes the flying can look really crappy. Uh, but the story itself is compelling, so I'll, I'll, I'll. It's a soft sell because of that, like CGI BS. But what do you guys? What do you, What do you guys think about Peter Pan and Wendy? That's fair, bro. I, I I respect it. I'm gonna do a soft buy. Okay. I I love Jude Law. I want to see what they do. I hate CGI though, like really bad CGI. I do. Mm. However, I want. I, I, Jude Law being a part of it, I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a try. Same. I'm not gonna lie. I'm also gonna say a soft buy, okay. only because I I want to see Jude Law's interpretation. Is he gonna be a funny hook? Is he gonna be a serious hook? Mm-hmm. Is um, and then I wonder because it's called Pan and Wendy. Yeah. So Peter is Pan it gonna be? Oh. And I'm wondering, are they actually gonna make it? You know, kind of like Little Mermaid, like all the other live actions, mostly faithful to the source tale, or are they going to make a change? And yeah, wild card here. I know people don't like change. I want to see some different stuff with it. Yeah, I want to see a different take on Peter Pan and Wendy, just like the Pinocchio, just like the Pinocchio Uh, scenario where like the newest Pinocchio released by Disney is not not that great. I'm (laughs) waiting for the uh, Benicio del Toro version, however, because it's different. It's 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 yes. It's completely it different. different. So I'm. Um, I mean, I agree with you. Haunted Mansion. Uh, it's apparently covering the story of a woman and her son who are trying to uh, take care of spiritual, uh, su- spiritual and supernatural squatters in their house. And we know that Madame Leota is going to be played by Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm soft buying because everything that Jamie Lee Curtis touches is gold, especially in the horror Ooh. genre. So I'm I'm gonna go with a soft buy. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the soft sell. Okay, I'm gonna go with soft sell. Fair. Uh, just just on the limited information we have on it, even though yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is a gem, uh, I don't think it's gonna be that great. Fair. How about you, Mizu? I might do a soft sell as well, mm-hmm. only because uh, when I when we as soon as you said Haunted Mansion. Eddie Murphy's face popped in my head. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But that, okay, but then, to be fair, it's not the same thing. That's been a while now. I get that. But um, he said it's like they're going to be going against trying to get rid of squatters in their house. 
no but basically like there's there's supernatural things happening in their house and they have like supernatural experts trying to help them it's basically like ghostbusters in a house okay in, in, so in a house and, I'm like, ah. and my next thing is ah. that is this i know it's maybe asking much especially for disney is it actually going to be scary or is it going to be one of those spooky like oh it's kind of it's it has a theme to it i want them to i want them to get gutsy Make yep. it scary. You can make it still fun. Disney file yes. all you got to do, but freaked me out a little bit. Surprised <laughs> me because I'm not gonna lie. The original Haunted Mansion had some parts, had some scenes in it that were yeah. pretty dark. That I was I, like, oh, okay, Disney. I feel like if they take it the Goosebumps route, it'll be perfect. Oh, like the because I yeah. I don't know if people remember like the original Goosebumps TV show made, like made by the R.L. Stein like in in ad- adaptations of the R.L. Stein books that was genuinely scary at times, especially especially the ventriloquist dummy dolls. Oh my God. Every single one of those episodes, I'm like, bro, Chucky could never make me like (laughs) quiver like this, bro. Because Chucky's just literally, I'm going to just kill you. A ventriloquist dummy will literally haunt your nightmares before he does that. So, no. Intel terrible jokes. No, yes. Facts. Facts. How do we feel about the Mufasa prequel? Oh my God. The hardest buy possible. Really? Buy, buy yet absolutely. One thing that I've always been curious about, right, is the hierarchy around Pride Rock. I've wondered about how did Mufasa take the throne? Was Scar in line and he was, uh, he was, he wasn't able to get it. Usurped, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Was, how did Scar get with the hyenas? Mm -hmm. What did Pride Rock, the, the royalty look like before uh, Mufasa took the throne. There's so many interesting routes that they can go. And I think, uh, what, who is, Barry Jenkins directed mm-hmm. Moonlight and he's directing this. Yep. So automatically I'm thinking that he's going to do something fantastic. So hardest buy possible. I'm going to give it a soft buy. And the only reason I'm interested is because what um, Travis is saying is that one thing I heard is that it sounds like Sim, um, Mufasa wasn't actually of royal like blood. It sounds like he also just took it, mm-hmm. and at least that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true or not, but if that's the case, I'm like, hmm. So did he pull a scar before Scar did a scar? I'm like, okay, uh, interesting. So and yeah, like Travis, I'm interested in how Mufasa came to be, how Pride Rock all that kind of stuff. And, and if that's not true, I, what is the royal line of these lions that Simba ascends from? I'll definitely be interested in seeing that dynamic. Definitely. I, I'm soft buying. If James Earl Jones actually shows up at some point, I will do a hard buy, but he's not been announced. We do know that Seth Rogen and uh, Billy Eichner will be reprising their roles as Timon and Pumbaa, because the story is being told by Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa, like, in, in retrospect. Ah, just, dang, just, nice. what, dang, I thought it was going to be like, what if he narrates his own story? No, no, yeah, no. They, they've already confirmed that Rafiki, Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa are basically going through, like, their memories, so it's, it's, like, it's just flashbacks. Oh, Wait, so it might... Timon oh. and Pumbaa know? I, I don't know. They were around, kind of like, you know, Lion King one and a half, I guess. Like, yeah. they were just oh, floating around. Oh, true. <laughs> but uh, I, that kind of makes me go to a soft buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, soft buy. <laughs> I, 
I, I thought they were going to go dark with it. I thought it was going to be from, you know, Mufasa's point of view or what have you. But uh, I, hot take, I do really like uh, the the live action Timon and Pumbaa in, in Lion yeah. King. I think that they Same. really, yeah, they really encapsulated the, the dynamic and mm-hmm. of of the original of the original Lion King. So I'm happy to just see them again. Like, that's yeah. going to be cool. So yeah, I uh, still still buying but definitely like soft, softly. Soft, soft. Okay, perfect. That's right. That's fine. Uh we also have Snow White, which officially confirmed that Rachel Ziegler will be playing uh Snow White and then we have the Queen played by the mother herself, uh Gal Gadot. That's going to be fun. Uh we have Tony Grammy and Oscar winning songwriters on this one. Uh I don't I've I've never been a fan of Snow White. So I'm soft selling. Never been a fan of Snow White. I mean, if Gal Gadot can take me, Gal Gadot will take me to the theater. But I've I've never been a fan of the story. Not sure about you guys. Are you guys excited for that one? No, hard sell. <laughs> hard sell. Um, it's funny that you said that because out of the classic Disney films, that's also one I'm not a huge fan of. Like, not that I, if I had to rank them, it's at the bottom. Out of the classics, it's at the bottom for me. And, you, and it's so funny that you mentioned Gal Gadot. When I heard that she was going to play the queen, I was like, huh, weirdly enough, I am rooting for the queen. I just want to see, I never seen, but I think, what was it called? I love That one movie she did with Ryan Reynolds in um, mm. The Rock. I never really seen her as a villain. Mm. So I want to see if Gal Gadot can pull off being mm. evil. Mm. So I'll say it's a, it's a soft sell. I could be wrong, and it could be the best thing that has come out for a live action since Cinderella or The Jungle hey, Book. It could be like that. It could be like that. Uh, but then we, that is all that we have on the Disney side, except for the last one, which also caused a little bit of uproar, but it was also overshadowed by Little Mermaid, is the fact that Disney is going to have a 100 anniversary movie called Wish, in which they revealed the newest Disney princess, which is Asha, and she is black. So people were mad, of course. But uh, it, course. Is, it, it, it is it uh, is we don't have. I don't think we have a single shed of information. We just ha- we just saw a sketch of Asha. That's it. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's wish. So, let me let me get this straight. So one of the arg- sorry to bring up Little Mermaid again, but one of the arguments I often hear with that is that oh stop changing original characters make your own mm-hmm. we get announced a character named asha who's a black princess or a, a black new character I don't, I don't know if she's is she a princess or they say that she it, was she, she, a she's a princess and she's played by okay. ariana debose who recently won an oscar oh so like, okay yes, it's wow it's, so it's crazy we get a a new black princess and y'all are mad you literally just like again like you literally just told us make your own thing that's what they did you're mad mm-hmm. why <laughs> yeah man all right uh, and and then you have you have julia michaels is writing all the songs she's produced for maroon 5 keith urban uh, like demi lovato britney spears like she's she's done she she is a, a, a big part of the music industry she's writing all the songs and then you have ariana debose who absolutely crushed it in uh in the heights so i, I i'm hard i'm hard buying i'm hard buying on that one. Oh yes definitely i'm also hard buying because wouldn't that technically actually Tech. Second, second black Disney princess yes, behind Tiana. Behind Tiana, yep. 
So yeah, I mean, we, we're we're eating it out here. Little Mermaid and now <laughs> a, new, a new princess. And there's more. There's more on the Pixar side, which which I want to get into because there's a lot to talk about. So we're good on Disney. Do we have any other extra comments on the Disney side? All right, let's get into Pixar and then leave it out to Marvel. So on the Pixar side, there's a lot to talk about. The first one being the biggest one, Inside Out 2, officially confirmed. Amy Poehler's coming back. Uh, Kelsey Mann is directing again. Uh, It's going to be taking place again inside Riley's head of her as a teenager. Most of the original emotions are coming back. I'm not sure if all the voices are going to be the same because they had like uh, salary disputes. But the emotion, Ooh. the emotions are coming back. However, they are adding even more now that she's like become a teenager. There's like more emotions. I'm guessing like she likes a boy more than just liking a boy or something like that. I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, she's a teenager, so puberty is a thing. We saw that with turning red. I mean, yep. might be might be something to discuss. So I'm hard buying Inside Out because Inside Out was one of my is one of my favorite Pixar movies. Uh, how, how about you guys? Hard buying easily. Uh, Inside Out, they are. It was an amazing movie, and so I. They know what they're doing. More emotions. Can't wait. Facts. Um, also hard buying. Inside Out was amazing. It was something that I did not expect to like, and I did. And then I was. And it's so funny that they're continuing because I was. In, I was talking to my wife when we first saw it, and I was like, it, "It'll be interesting if they did see what it's like to be in a in the mind of a teenager." And the fact that they're doing that, I'm like, oh yes, this is this is going to be wild. I can't wait to see what they do. I I I'm 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 full on on board for Inside Out too. We also got Elio, which was it got very low attention, but because it only had like a picture of it. But essentially, it's a little boy that gets beamed into another galaxy, mistaken by some aliens, and becomes the intergalactic ambassador for Earth. Oh. An 11-year-old like boy, boy Scout becomes the ambassador for Earth. And I'm like, this is giving me Lilo and Stitch vibes. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm soft buying. I haven't seen a trailer, so I'm not going to hard buy. But it's a soft buy for me because that premise actually sounds interesting. That sounds amazing. Also, hard buy. <laughs> You're just going nah. to all in on all oh, in, all easily, in. Easily, all in. I'll, def- I'll definitely say a soft buy on that. The premise sounds awesome. Yeah, it's definitely giving me Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. a little bit, so... Oh, plus, who knows? Like, plus, it's, it's just the mindset. It could be very cutesy. Yeah. Or it could go a different route, like, oh, very action-packed. We don't yeah. know. Also, Disney in space, I don't think they've missed. I don't think that Disney has, has missed in space, even even That's with Lightyear. Because Lightyear, Lightyear, Lightyear still looked amazing. Uh, we also have a, a cool one that w- had people laughing on the internet. It's called Elemental. And it, fo- it, it, it follows a story about a uh, basically a... Uh, a citizen made of water and a citizen made of fire. They live in a in a society where basically it looks. It, it's like the the Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? It's air, fire, and water live together, but like they can't like interact with each other because the elements just don't mix, right? And they're basically setting up a love story between fire and water. And then uh, people were were really were taken aback because like, hold on, isn't this like one of the premises of one of the most famous cool math games that you used to play, like when you were bored in class? And cool math games actually said, like said on the Pixar page was like, cool math games has entered the chat because they're like, damn, <laughs> this is literally exactly what we saw in cool math games. So I'm like, 
Wow. I'm just buying because of the memes. I'm buying because of the memes. It looks beautiful. From the pictures that we've seen, it looks pretty pretty cool. But uh, I'm buying because of the memes. I'm not going to lie. That's hilarious. I didn't I never heard of cool math before. I uh, really? I'm yeah, I never heard of cool math before. I'm I'm definitely going to hard buy because I think Pixar is just great with hard hitting emotional scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think this this just has great groundwork for that. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm going to give a I like the concept art. I saw the concept art. It looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. It's definitely giving me a, like Zootopia a little bit, but instead Ooh. of, you know, animals, it's, you know, the elements and it's yeah. the interesting love story, especially when you know the concept of fire and water. How does that work? And like, and they said they they can't touch because you know they can't mix and stuff like that. So it's gonna be an interesting love story. I'll t- you know? I'll totally take that. Yes, agreed. Uh, on the on the TV side, we actually have Pixar's first ever television show. Uh, it's called Win or Lose, and it'll be uh, an original series that covers the entire week leading up to a softball team's uh, championship game. So it's a mix, like it's a boys and girls softball team that's leading up to the championship game. So it's all the preparation, the games, like the ups and downs. It's called win or lose. I'm soft buying. They got Will Forte playing the coach. I'm like, oh, okay. It seems like a fun watch for the kids. I'm not going to lie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, I feel like a jerk, but soft sell. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> totally, totally fair. I mean, like, eh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, right. I'm like, I was at first, I'm like, ooh, Pixar's entering the series game, and then it's like mm-hmm. softball, and I'm like, you know, this is for somebody. It yep. ain't. I don't think it. It might not be for me. Yes, I'm gonna give it a soft buy only because I've heard about that, and I heard the thing that got me interested is that. Yeah, it's going to leave up to a softball game, but I think each episode is going to be a perspective of a different character. Okay. I'll so I thought that's pretty cool. Like, okay, so one episode we see it from whoever the main character is, and the next episode we see it from another kid's perspective. Like, oh, one kid's hype, one kid might be depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, I'm not really doing good out here. I, plus, I only joined yeah. the team because my mom made me, or whatever. Yeah. I'm Again, I'm just spitballing. This is not a fact. I'm just, I'm just spitballing what the plot might be. But I think that's pretty cool. So it's a soft buy for me. Okay, fair, fair. Speaking of TV shows, I forgot about this one. Uh, Zootopia Plus is happening. Uh, and apparently it's not a, a sequel series. It's actually uh, uh, like shorts focused on different characters during the timeline of the original film. So while Zootopia is happening, this is a series covering other animals during that time. So I love Zootopia. I'm going to give it a soft buy. Soft buy. Not fully up. I need to see a trailer first, at least. <laughs> All right. Soft buy. I've been really just leaning in on some of these. I'm going to give it a soft buy. I love Zootopia as well. I think they're going to be really great emotional beats hit in this one. Hopefully. I hope that they do some deep themes here. I don't know how long it is, though. I guess we'll see. So soft buy. I'll also say soft buy because um, some of the Pixar stuff, I was just like, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, these definitely could work as shorts. I could see them being little shorts like Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. can be great as shorts. Um, they're doing with um, Toy Story right now with those Toy Story shorts. I like yeah. those. Um, so when I heard they were doing first Utopia, and then the premise is like different animals that they're just doing. It could be from, you know, big things that may inter- um, have happened in the series or happened in the movie. Or it could be just little interactions. 
Um, I mean, who's, it would be cool that if we saw the the perspective of the ja- what's it called the Jaguar, the Black Panther. Yes, who was actually driver who got the yeah. little driver who got caught up. Yeah, it's what his life was like after or something like that. I don't know. I think that's a cool premise. So I'll give it a soft buy. All right. Uh, I wanted to get your perspective on this one because this is the one that I'm most excited for on the animation side, and it had a lot of people like pressed out. Uh, it's called Iwaju. So for the very first time. In a hundred years of animation, Disney is collaborating with another studio on a TV show. And it is called Iwaju. It's it's made with a Pan-African uh, company that does animation and comics called Kugali. Uh, and it's going to cover a futuristic depiction of Lagos, Nigeria, that has a mainland and then an island that has separated people based on socioeconomic status. And I'm like, bro... This shit looks fine. It looks amazing. So they got drones. They got like uh, talking salamanders. They got like little kids with technology, like at least from the from from the first pictures that we saw. I am hard buying on this one. I think th- I think th- I don't think they're going to miss with this one. So Iwaju is at the top of my list. How do you guys feel about that one? Hardest. But we need a tier system for our <laughs> degrees. of buy- The tip top. Buy, buy now, <laughs> buy right now, absolutely. No, Travis, I'm on that same energy <laughs> because here's the cool thing: I have actually followed Kugali on their Instagram. I've been following them for years now. Okay? Oh my god! They, because yeah, they have. If you guys ever check them out, they have interesting comics, um, books that they work on, projects that they do. It's so cool. And when I heard about this, at first, it was like. This is one of those things where you guys talk about big projects that you're going to do, but they never really go to fruition. And I was like, okay. It's interesting that I heard Disney. I was like, okay. And then when I heard that Disney actually brought it up, I'm like, holy crap. They're it's actually happening. doing it. And then I was like, yeah, I was so excited for them because I I messaged the um creator, the guy behind it. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, he's been doing it for a while. And it's so amazing that this is happening. And then the premise awesome and of course a hard buy hard buy it should already be out now why where is it i need it now (laughs) i'm a a big fan i'm a big fan of that like dynamic of 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 seeing how people are are separated by like socioeconomic status like arcane for example just won an emmy by the way for best animated show and it's that's exactly what it talks about uh, we have Iwaju, Altered Carbon, super underrated show. It got canceled by Netflix, unfortunately, but highly recommend you guys watch it. Uh, and then Iwaju is going to be covering like kids going through this. I'm, I'm in. I'm Especially in. since like you're out of all the companies and other places that they could have worked with, they chose you guys. That. I don't know if they can hear me clapping, but that <laughs> that impressive. That is so cool. Congrats to those guys. I can't praise them enough seriously check out this stuff it's amazing oh yeah no a a disney collab they've never done that before this is this is groundbreaking stuff like this year this year has been crazy this year has been crazy for that uh we have two final three final stories on the disney side before we move on to marvel a star wars tales of the jedi that's one that I'm mo- one of the biggest ones. I was in my top three. So that is a six standalone stories covering different aspects of the Jedi Republic, including a young uh, Count Dooku with Mace Windu and, and Qui-Gon. Uh, funny enough, 
eh, eh, Liam Neeson is going to be voicing Qui-Gon in one of the stories, and young Qui-Gon is going to be voiced by his son. So that's super cool. That's a oh, super that's cool awesome. tidbit. Uh, nice. And then that one is coming out in October 26th of this year. So it's literally next month. So Tales of the Jedi, I saw the trailer, and we're going like backwards and forwards in time. So like we're going to where like Ahsoka... Anthology series. Yeah, it's an anthology series. So like we're, we're covering di- different uh, parts of like the Jedi story <laughs> within the, the Republic. So, so it's Star Wars Visions, right? Uh, it, it, th- apparently these are canon. Apparently these are canon. Like for example, oh, okay. like without without any spoilers, like in one of the images that we saw, the promotional images, like we see, for example, Ahsoka at Padme's funeral, and like we're we're learning that, for example, Ahsoka, Ahsoka was there. It's like oh shit, like oh, she didn't forget wow. about Anakin. So like we're we're getting we're getting bits and pieces of lore that have not been discussed so far. Out maybe in the novels, but like not in 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 one of the mainline continuity ones. Like for example, seeing a young Count Dooku, like we haven't seen that in live action. So I'm or or animation. So I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, Dude. super excited. Hard hard, hard buy. Hard hard buy. As soon as I heard that and I was like, really a young Count Jedi Dooku? Like, it yeah. sounds, sounds so weird saying that like cuz you you're thinking of him in the iconic red lightsaber, the dapperness of him. Mhm being this um, Sith, and now we're seeing him as he was a Jedi, and again, he was a Padawan to Yoda, so, and him training a young Qui-Gon Jinn, so that's awesome, and then we see the origins of Ahsoka, and even in one of the episodes, it looked like one of the parts of the trailer, we see Count Dooku teaming up with Mace Windu, and um, I think that's amazing. I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing with that. Amen to that. Uh, speaking about that, we also have Ahsoka. Uh, that was the biggest one that from 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 we we got to see Rosario Dawson talking about it. We got a first couple of pictures. It looks amazing. They're using the same exact set from the Mandalorian to like get nice. all the visuals and stuff, like the Illumination uh, ILM Studio. I am I am hard buying after seeing Ahsoka in live action. I'm hard buying on Ahsoka. I don't know about y'all. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm hard buying as well. I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. One question I have is that is this a is this based around the same time as like the Mandalorian? Yeah, like straight okay. after straight after she leaves, uh, after like taking or like saying she's gonna train or not gonna train Grogu, she like she 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 like that's when the okay. season starts, cool. I guess. So definitely a hard buy because I'm not gonna lie. Originally, when ah- Ahsoka has become one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. Beforehand, mm-hmm. I was like, when she came out in the movie, I was like, eh, she's okay. But then as the story progressed, she became, to me, the best character I've ever seen that they created in Star Wars. And that's now that she, and mind you, she only existed in animation, and now she is yeah. showing up in live action. Just solidifying her presence in the Star Wars canon is freaking amazing. She's a cosplay Hard legend, by. too. She's a cosplay legend, too, already, in less than like mm-hmm. 10 that, years. I know. Everybody's been cosplaying her lately. That's amazing. Hard buy. Yes, sir. And then finally, on the Star Wars side, Mandalorian Season 3. Oof. Oof. This thing has been carrying... Uh, Andor as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Andor, Andor is happening uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> next week, I think. Yeah, September 21st. September 21st. Andor is happening. That's going to be big. Uh, but on, on, the, on the TV side, I meant. It was, uh, uh, okay. uh, it, so we got the Mandalorian Season 3. And then uh, on the movie side, it's Andor and Willow. So Willow is going to be uh, uh, starring the the original actor that played 
uh, uh, what's it? Oh my God, the the Ewok, the the original Ewok. I forgot her name. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, that, but uh, they they've also shown up in most of the Harry Potter movies. He's he's yep. done all of that. So he's gonna have his own movie called Willow, basically following the will of the Force. And then we have Diego Luna, uh, absolutely crushing it in Andor. Uh, I'm going to be soft buying on Willow, soft buying on Andor because I haven't seen much besides the first trailer. So it's basically just a, bit, a little bit of what we got in Rogue One. Uh, I'm hard buying on The Mandalorian season three. I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm doing that. Oh, I'm 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 buying on all three. Okay, but like I I I think that they're with Star Wars content. They are they are on the ball. Like I'm I'm open. I'm more than open to seeing what they do. I'll take that. How about you, Mizu? So I'll say a soft buy on Willow. Um, I'll say a hard buy on Andor after seeing the trailer because it looks a lot more action-packed than I expected it to be. Okay. And um, it looks more serious. It looks more gritty. So Mm -hmm. I definitely give it a a shot. So hard buy on that one and then a hard buy on The Mandalorian. It has yet to disappoint me. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all that we have on the Disney side. It's time to talk a little bit of Marvel, if you guys are down. Oh, of course. <laughs> what? Yes, please. So I was actually looking at it on my laptop. So Willow, apparently, it's actually not a Star Wars thing. So Willow. Oh, Willow's on a Star Wars thing. Okay. No. So apparently Willow is based off this movie that came out in 1988 about this um, dwarf wizard. Um, played by the actor he's talking about. He's been in, yeah, he, he's been in Star Wars as an Ewok. He's been in Harry Potter. He played a goblin in um, some of, he played a different bunch of roles in Harry Potter and other things. And um, he is reprising his role as the Willow, as the Willow character with a new team of people who I guess need his help. You know, is it 30, 30 years after 40? Oh, is it 1988? What? How many years is that from? today wow 1988 that's like 34 34 years so yeah 34 years after the fact so it looks interesting um the actress who played um the main flag smashers in it too she's in it as well so interesting cast so i I, i've never seen the original i might go see the original because of that so i never actually i'm not gonna lie i never even heard of this movie until um i heard about that announcement so i'll definitely give it a chance though Oh yeah, no, nah, I I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm 100 percent gonna give it a chance. Even when I'm looking it up, I think we need more uh, little people representation in media. I like outside of Game and Th- Game Game of Thrones, there's so few pieces of media that really have a lead that is a little person, and I think this might be that uh, an answer to that call. Like this might be really interesting. So. I'm I'm down to just see it. I might also watch the original as well. Thanks. I feel that. I feel that. All right. We have Marvel time. Yes. yes sir. And uh, what a better way to start the Marvel time than to uh, uh, finally celebrate the fact that uh, Chadwick Boseman has been inducted into the Disney Legends Hall of Fame, uh, just like with the cast of Frozen and stuff like that. He got his own damn segment and it made me cry. Uh, he is. He will yeah. forever will forever be known for for being uh, a role model, not just to the black community, but for anybody that's trying to break barriers. Uh, he is an absolute icon, and we also got 
our first look at Wakanda Forever. Uh, they released an exclusive t- like clip for the people at uh, at D23. Everybody who saw it said it was amazing and basically showed uh, Queen Ramonda basically going at the United Nations for other countries trying to come into Wakanda to steal vibranium. And I did not know that was... Go- I did not expect that was going to be the, the plot of the film. And I'm like, ooh... Other countries are trying to like usurp the 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 seat of Wakanda's power. Basically, uh, I'm excited for this. I'm hard buying on Wakanda Forever. I think it's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. Oh my god, with without question. I mean, Wakanda Forever. I think it's just going to it's going to be another record breaking movie. Um, I think, especially from the back the behind the scenes interviews with the cast they said that every day they were filming with Chadwick in mind and this was a, a grieving process and they felt the shadow of him throughout the entire process mm-hmm. i feel like it's going to be very loving toward his legacy it's going to be beautifully shot and created because obviously ryan coogler is a genius mm-hmm. everything is going to be fantastic with this i can't wait to see namor on screen uh and their interpretation of namor i that is freaking Neymar needed that. Neymar yeah. needed a, a level of of culture and a different aesthetic. I think the Real. aesthetic choice yeah. was was uh, beautiful as well. So it's again top tier, hardest buy possible. Facts. Um, same thing. Uh, as a resident Black Panther stand, I cannot stress enough how important this is, especially for me personally. Um, and of course, I like how you said that. And they said the scene where um is calling them out. I said, like, I knew it. Because as soon as you open those doors, everybody and their mother is going to be trying to steal vibranium. Mm-hmm. And, and I love how, and they also confirmed that um that if you go back and watch the trailer, there's like a scene on the ship and we see these soldiers come in taking, um t- like, look like they're taking action on the, like whoever was yeah. going on. And the, that scene you're talking about confirmed that that was one of the countries trying to take vibranium off that ship. So yeah. I was like, nice. So I'm assuming that that might be one of the first opening scenes in the movie yeah. or in the beginning of the part of the movie. So, and plus we also, I heard that we had another scene where they showed M'Baku fight Namor and it sounds like M'Baku got his ass kicked. Oh, so, damn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. I, was, I was sad and excited at the same time. Like, oh, damn, what did they do with my boy M'Baku? But at the same time, oh, Namor, it like, sounds like he's going to kill it. So, um, but yeah. Definitely a, um, a hard buy. Can't wait to see. And they also confirmed again that the movie um, Ch- T'Challa is dead. He is the character is dead. And because of him dying, yeah, there everybody is trying to take their vibranium and trying to scramble for their power. But do as we, you can see, Ramon does um, not have it. Do we know how he dies in the film yet or no? They did not say. Mm. But pretty sure we we're going to see he, that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I think this is a topic for another uh, day. But I definitely feel like I, I think we've ta- we've touched upon it before. Um, I, I don't necessarily think they should recast. Uh, like it's it's not recasting because if he died, that means it would have to be a variant. I definitely feel like we should have another black like another T'Challa Black Panther. Like some a, a variant should be cast. Or even, uh, or even have I know some people don't want to have Michael B. Jordan come back because he played such a, a, a big role in the first Black Panther. But 
I feel like it would make sense just from from a a, a, a legacy standpoint because T'Challa is super important. And like not having a T'Challa in like the main continuity of Marvel doesn't really sit right with me. Uh, I would be fine with having Shuri or having uh, uh, I forgot Lupita Nyong'o's character's name right now. Like, yeah, yeah. I would I not yet she can be or or the head of the Dora Milaje she can be the new Black Panther. I do not mind that because those are great choices. But I still think at some point we should see T'Challa in the main continuity. Do you guys agree with that or totally agree. Totally 100%. agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he's an important character and it and it sucks that he, um both like both the actor and even the character itself had to be cut short. Mm-hmm. But the character is a legacy and he's a, yeah. like the character is very important especially in the comics so yeah. i definitely want to see that character return whether that be a variant and yeah. we have a maybe a side story plus we're also getting a wakanda show at yeah. some point it's still in the works but like or i even argue that hey if you're watching disney give us a black panther animated show like yeah. where we have we learn and explore Wakanda through this animated show. It doesn't have to be connected to the MCU, but like its own standalone show. I think that would be cool because there's so much stuff that happens in Wakanda that it deserves its own like stories. Especially if you go off the comic books of Tallahassee Coats. Oh man, it'll be amazing. I feel like, and I just I just thought about this. Uh, we might cover this later, but like imagine if Wakanda Forever fin- like ends and just like it always says like. Uh, Iron Man will return, or 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 Captain America will return. Be like T'Challa will return at the end of Wakanda Forever. I I think the theater the theater will 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 would explode. It's funny that you said that because I had the same thought process, but not with T'Challa. Because you know, there's a big theory right now that they might introduce or even tease Doctor Doom in this. Oh, I've been okay. seeing a lot of Doctor Doom conversations happening mm-hmm. with this because some people speculate that he might be the reason why you know, Atlantis or like Talukan mm-hmm. and um, Wakanda are fighting each other. He might be the one pulling the strings. And I can see someone, I was telling my friend, like, what if they did that and we show a little snippet of Dr. Doom like they did with Thanos and it says, Dr. Doom will return. That would be crazy. Wild. Also, also, I'll also take that. <laughs> uh, speaking of Wakanda forever, we also know that Riri Williams is going to be there. She is uh, Ironheart. She's going to, we're, we're going to have a, some some glimpse of her in there. But she also is getting her own show. And Ironheart uh, confirmed that Anthony Ramos is going to be playing uh, the sha- the sha- is it the shadow or or shadow? The- yep. Yeah. The shadow. Uh, uh, and they're basically trying to focus on the battle or like the cross section of mad dark magic. They, they they said dark magic and technology. So like, which one will win out? And I'm like, this is actually like really interesting because we've always thought about oh. What if Iron Man and and Doctor Strange got into a battle? Like the energies would would I don't know. I feel I feel like this makes sense. I'm excited for this one. I'm I'm buying. I'm I'm solid buying on Iron Heart. Oh, hard buying. I I'm I'm really excited for this one. Um, I never got into the comics, but I've seen some TikTokers break down certain scenes of it. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything like the comics, we're in for a treat. So I'm I'm hard buying on Iron. Definitely, especially if they took a character like the hood and the hood is pretty much like imagine like a crime lord who has magic of powers. So he has this let's if they're going up the original story on um, his origin story, he has this magic red hood and like belt that give him 
magical powers. He's able to turn invisible. He uses fire magic. He can summon demons or he can turn into a demon. Um, it's wild. So if that's, and, and they're getting the guy who played, um, freaking, um, from in the high. Usnavi, Usnavi. Usnavi. And then he also <laughs> in Hamilton. So oh, I'm like, oh, this is, this is wild. Okay. I can't wait to see this. And of course, like you said, the tech versus magic, who beats out each other? I personally am betting on magic. Love Riri. Yeah. I just think magic's cooler. Magic is literally vague. So who knows? But I'm definitely hard buying on that one too. Oh, the next one, bro. Ant-Man and the Wasps Quantumania. Listen. Absolutely. I'ma I'm be straight up. I I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of, of Ant-Man so far. Like because not because of Paul Rudd, but I I don't think he's been given the right platform to kind of settle himself because we all know how important uh, uh, the original Ant Man is. Uh, 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 like in in terms of yeah yeah, Hank Pym has a incredibly extensive lore and influence on the Marvel Universe as a whole. He's part of the original Avengers, like, when they first came out in the comics, for Christ's sakes. Uh, but I don't think Scott Lang has been given that kind of role, except for, like, the 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 quantum uh, uh, base for Endgame. Like, th- that's the only thing where I've seen him truly shine. I didn't particularly like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I feel like that was just a precursor for Infinity War. I, I don't really... I didn't really care that much, uh, but this one looks bomb, and everything has been pointing to Jonathan Majors as the key aspect of it. Apparently, there was a conversation uh, that was revealed there between Scott Lang and uh, Kang, where Kang is like, look, somebody stole something from me, which I think is Ravana Renslayer, his girlfriend from Loki, because oh. uh, Ravana Renslayer oh. is, is Kang's uh, uh, love interest. So I'm like, somebody stole something from me, and it's in the quantum realm, and I need you to help me get it. So I'm like, ooh, a heist movie between a villain and a hero. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that, at least from that conversation. And we all know Jonathan Majors has been absolutely getting ripped for this role. So uh, it, Qu- Quantumania is apparently going to tie in directly to Kang Dynasty. So I'm excited to see how this goes. I'm hard buying on Quantumania. First time I've ever hard bought on Ant-Man. Uh, easily hard buying. From the time of Loki, I felt like Jonathan Majors was one of the biggest points of that entire show. His interpretation of Kang is going to be nuts. Like, uh, I, I'm forgetting the exact name that he used like for that variant of uh, Kang. In, he, in who Loki, remains. But he Who Remains. He Who Remains. His, his interpretation of He Who Remains, impeccable. So when we're going to go see now this variant of Kang, I, I, the, the actual Kang, it's going to be mind-blowing. Uh, to exactly the, the synopsis that you gave, extremely interesting. I do like Ant-Man. I actually came around on Ant-Man. Okay. Um, so it's Ant-Man, Jonathan Majors, all in the same movie. Jonathan Majors is a big part of it. Of course, I'm going to hard buy on it. All right, we have a hard buy. How about you, Mizu? I'm on, I'm the same. I'm in the same boat with Travis. I come to like Ant Man more. Before I, previously, I didn't really care for him. He was just there, but now I've grown to like him a lot. 
And I, I will say part of it has to do with Paul Rudd. He, he's been killing it with the role. So um, definitely looking forward to this. I'm definitely looking forward to yeah, more use of the quantum realm with him. And I hate to say this. I, it may sound wild, but um, <clears throat> Team Kane, because of John Majors, sold it so well that, especially in that one episode, the final episode of Loki, that he has convinced me, like, you know what? Kane's not so bad. Yeah. Kane, Kane, he's just doing his thing. And like, and plus, would it be wrong to be under his rule? He doesn't sound like a bad guy to me for now. Better than Thanos. <laughs> Better than Thanos. Exactly. Than he's not wiping out half the universe. He's, he's just like, it's it's just going to be under my rules. Just just <laughs> listen. That's all I'm asking. Like, just, just listen. No! <laughs> no! Look, Kang, Kang sold me. Team Kang. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolute, I love you, me too. Absolutely not. <laughs> what? Look, he's he, he's just he's a very persuasive man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, he is persuasive, but I'll 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 take my my reservations with that. <laughs> All right, the next one is Werewolf by Night. That one is pretty cool. It's going to be a uh, Halloween special, basically in black and white. Basically looks like an old monster movie from the 40s. Uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, which you have, if you haven't seen, uh, he's, he's been in Coco. He's been in Itumama Tambien, as, as well as uh, Diego Luna. He's amazing. So he's going to be playing the, the Wolfman or yeah, Werewolf by Night uh, in this case. Um, it basically looks like a whodunit, uh, similar to... Uh, I, uh, there's a, there's a re, re, it, it takes place within a confined space is what I'm trying to say it all takes place within a confined space where uh, like knives out like knives out so like basically it within this group of people they're like oh who's the wolf who's the big bad wolf and like they're all uh, trying to 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 see uh, who the monster is and they're all trying like ooh which one of you is like uh, 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 not uh, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing that's how they they're like they're they're explaining it within the trailer because uh, we did get a trailer for it. It looks very gritty. There was a lot of violence. Hands were dismembered. So were bodies. So I'm like, bro, this could be the f- the f- the first step into a Midnight Suns level of 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 craziness. It is in black and white. So I mean, it it, it does cover for a lot of the R ratings that they would get if if they were not in black and white. So I'm gonna hard buy. I'm gonna hard buy because it's also coming in October. Like it's coming in like a month, so soon, like around oh. the corner. Oh wow, it's around the corner. Yeah, hard buy. I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm into. I definitely give it a hard buy. I've seen that trailer, and that you set the premise, like a whole a group of monster hunters playing Clue on who one of which one of them is the freaking werewolf, and that's why. And like I said, it's in black and white. Gosh, and then another reason people got hyped with this is because apparently. People saw um, Man Thing in it, mm-hmm. and Man is um, Marvel's version of Swamp Thing. If you guys yeah. don't know who that character is, yeah. um, and I, I don't know if you know Travis, but um, basically, Man Thing is like a living embodiment of nature, and you know, and nature has gotten fed up with humanity, yeah. and so pollution. Man Thing—it's actually a mix of the two because um, it was originally a guy. Who was in a swamp and something happened to him and he accidentally fell into this specific like lagoon that had magical abilities and he became the basically the vessel of nature, which is kind of sad at the same time. 
and um he becomes the vessel of nature and it fights for nature so it's, there's no good no bad it it fights for nature if you mess with nature you're on its hit list yeah so um like i said similar to swamp thing in dc so um yeah and a lot of people got excited because man things in it and we might see a man thing versus werewolf by night Who knows? that sounds cool yeah i like that i like that so far uh another big ones now we're getting into the the, the bigger areas uh secret invasion officially got a trailer uh we, we've seen the scrolls uh sam jackson is coming back as nick fury um i'm excited because it's exploring the question of which one of our favorite heroes has been a scroll all along and i'm like ooh, this is important uh it, it, it it's it's also connected to armor wars which Don Cheadle is also going to be a part of. So he's going to be a part of both series. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Uh, I'm, I'm buying on this. I don't know if I'm hard buying, but I'm buying for sure. Yeah, I'm buying too. You hit the nail on the head. All of that sounds extremely interesting to me. So I'll, I'll buy on that. I'll definitely buy as well, especially since one of the, one of the things that I was kind of disappointed in a little bit in the a Captain Marvel film was that it made it seem like the scrolls are just oh yeah victims of refugees, which is fine. It's an interesting take, but I liked it in the comics where it's literally the scrolls versus the Kree, and they've been having this ever-ending war. And Earth is just one of the battlefields that they use, and I like mm-hmm. how it's back and forth. There's no honestly, if you read the comics, you don't want to be on either one of their sides. They're both terrible. Wow. So yes, both of them are terrible, and. But in the movie, it seemed like, okay, I guess clearly the Kree are bad and the scrolls are good. But now after seeing the trailer for Secret Wars, it sounds like, oh no, it seems like some of these scrolls, they may have some ulterior motives that they're not telling us. So, and of course, like what Jose said, like it now asks that question who's the scroll and who's not a scroll? And who, how long have they been a scroll? And where are the original guys at? And mm-hmm. it doesn't help that Don Cheadle's in this because he's one of the prime suspects of being a scroll. Mm-hmm. What a big fan theory, and that the fact that he's in this, it just it just blows to the room. Like, oh, it's a big red flag. Red oh. flag galore on that one. All right, we have that one. I'm buying. Uh, the other two big ones were kind of thrusted together. Loki season two, currently filming. We got the announcement that Ke Hu Kwan is going to be joining. From he was he was in the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. He's also a short round from uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, hey. I'm I'm so excited that he's joining the MCU. Uh, he's going to be playing, I think, a TVA uh, employee that helps or oh. or that helps Loki right. along this journey. That's it promises. Uh, and the other one is obviously the fact that we got the only piece of news regarding Fantastic Four, which is that Matt Shackman, aka the director of WandaVision, will be the director of Fantastic Four. It's not going to be uh, Matt, Matt, people said Matt Reeves, people said John Watts. No, it's going to be Matt Shackman uh, from WandaVision. Uh, I'm hard buying on Loki. I still, I'm, I'm a little bit, not worried, but I'm a little bit confused as to why nothing has come out for the Fantastic Four. Because that's, okay. that, if, if we're already teasing Doom in Moon Knight, in possibly Wakanda Forever, uh, Secret Wars is happening uh, Reed Richards needs to show up at some point, fam. He already showed up once and died. Uh, like we need the Fantastic Four, so uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be buying on both, but soft buying at least for now 
on Fantastic Four because I need something. I need something. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm, I, I respect that a lot. I'm very hard buying on Loki season two. I've mm-hmm. been so, I, I've said it even earlier, I'm extremely ecstatic about Jonathan Majors. I want to see uh, how they dive into what the world is like under King's rule. And we're going to be mm-hmm. seeing, I want, I want to know the cliffhanger that they ended the first season on is killing me. I want to know what they say to Loki right after that. I want to know what the TVA does with him afterwards. Is he going to build a new relationship with Mobius, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on forever about it. Uh, that's one of my most anticipated shows that I'm waiting for. So hardest buy possible for Loki season two. As for Fantastic Four, hardest sell. They, Ooh. hardest sell. I do not, and again, I I, I hate hot takes, but... I just don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they ever have gotten really uh, Fantastic Four and the essence of it. And it's it's miss after miss. And the, and the and it's I, they haven't convinced me that they that they know what they're doing with this with this uh, with this team. And it's unfortunate because they're great. And I would love to see a really good Reed Richards and Doctor Doom is through you guys. I've learned just how crazy Doctor Doom is. But I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off Fantastic Four well. So I'm going to just go hard to sell. I can't put any emotional investment in that. Um, I'm going to go with hard buy with Loki. Um, Team Kang, again, like I said. Um, <laughs> so, because, um, yeah, Cliffhanger was freaking amazing. Can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. Um, especially since I heard that um, it looks like they're going to be doing more period pieces with it. Like, they're going to be, they're going to be shots where they're, we see Loki going through time nice. and like different from different time periods, and stuff like that. So that's going to be interesting. And like, um, like Travis said, um, seeing what Kang's rule is going to look like, what does he do with the TVA? What, what has he been doing? What has he already accomplished while that happened? So um, yeah, definitely hard buy on that. I would say, I'll say a soft buy on the fantastic four. Cause I definitely oh. agree with, um, Jose and also Travis makes some good points too. I like the Fantastic Four. I like the concept of the Fantastic Four. They have some interesting stories, especially when they do their um, space exploration and they're going out there traveling the stars and trying to figure out doing things throughout the galaxies and stuff like that. And um, there's stories like that. Um, but they have a bad track record. They, they're, a lot of the movies haven't been good. The shows were okay, but um, it just doesn't seem like they can get it right. Um, and I have little hope for WandaVision, uh, the WandaVision director, because I liked WandaVision. I liked the, what he did with that, and it seems like he can make... Because the biggest thing about the Fantastic Four is that they're family. I know that everybody... I know that you know, other MCU properties have made all the characters seem like they're family, but no, these guys are family. <laughs> Susan Stormfest, fantastic. They're married. Susan Storm and Johnny are brothers, uh, siblings, mm-hmm. and then you know, um, Thing and Mr. Fantastic are best friends from college. Mm-hmm. They're all connected. They know each other before they became heroes. So I love to see that family dynamic, and I feel like, and I feel like the director of Wandavision can pull that off. Um, again, however, it, it, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if they're gonna go with Doctor Doom or whatever with that. So. It is very, I'm really hesitant on it. And I think the best way, in my personal opinion, for them to do, 
I know it sounds controversial. I think they should just skip them becoming um, their origin story. I just just get into it. Maybe you can have a little talk about it, like maybe a little flashback here or there of what happened to them. But I feel like they should skip the origin story and get just get right into business. Definitely. But that's just me. It, that could. That's not a guarantee. That's just my idea for it. But I'll say it's a soft buy for me. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I I feel like at this point. We don't really even need movies to do origin stories. You can just use what if. Use what if. Like, what if, like, you, you know the story of Johnny Blaze, and, like, you show the story in, like, a quick, a, a quick rundown of what Johnny Blaze's story should have been like, and then one decision changed everything. Or, like, do the same thing for the Fantastic Four. Like, I don't know. I feel like we spend way too much time in origin stories for, uh, for the sake of, oh, kids that have never seen these type of movies before or anything like that but uh there's already been movies about it and they have semi-accurate origin stories like they can just watch that and then watch this uh that's just my take uh we have the three biggest ones uh we're gonna we're gonna save those for last let's talk about echo so echo is going to be taking place we're gonna see vincent dinofrio's kingpin again uh cox is gonna be coming back it's going to be the first uh, marvel tv show to heavily use American Sign Language in its story. Because we know it, it, it did some of it in Hawkeye, but Echo is going to heavily use ASL, which is really good for representation and just for storytelling in general. Uh, I feel like the, the emotion from Alakwa and the ASL on top of that lend to really amazing moments in the series. I'm buying on that. I'm, a, I'm hard buying on Echo. Uh, are you guys... The name of it is slipping my mind, but are you guys familiar with the John Krasinski directed horror movie? Yeah, oh, uh, a, a quiet place, a quiet place, a, qu- a quiet place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a quiet place was absolutely phenomenal, and one of the reasons I thought it was phenomenal was because of the ASL aspect of it and how that um, how they used uh, sign language so predominantly throughout the 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 movie in order to communicate with each other. It was so cool watching it. And I'm excited, so excited for them to be using it in, in the Marvel movie, not just for representation, but it, you could do so many cool things when uh, you have like ASL or like a, a dynamic where there isn't sound happening. You could like mm-hmm. use that as a character in, in your, in your story. So I'm excited to see that. It sounds interesting. I'm hardest buying. Um, I might go with a soft sell. Okay. And the only, and I, I could be wrong, and don't get me wrong. And one, I like the fact that they're using more ASL. That is awesome. I also like the fact that I heard that they're using more Native American imagery when they saw with the people who got to see the exclusive trailer of it. So the only reason why I'm kind of soft selling a little bit on it, and I say, I mean soft sell, like really tiny, I could be convinced tomorrow change my mind <laughs> but it's because i didn't really feel enough with her character in hawkeye i feel like she was underutilized in hawkeye that's because they hyped her up they talked about her a lot and then we got her and it's just like oh she just she's just there and we didn't really focus on her enough in my opinion especially with her you know her ability because she has an ability that's similar to taskmaster but the difference is is that Taskmaster got his through a bottle, like on you know, like on some Captain America stuff, while she was born with her ability to copy others. 
And we see a little bit of it in the show, Hawkeye, but I don't know. I just want to see more of her. Because right now, it just seems like, in my opinion, going off of that, it, it doesn't seem like she can hold her own show. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. again, that's Fair. just for me. And I can, again, I can literally be convinced. I could probably look it up and learn some more stuff and then be convinced by the hour. But for right now, <laughs> I just think it's a soft sell for me. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to be with this as well with the Marvels. Uh, We're going to have Brie Larson, Iman Vellani, and Tiana Paris come back. Uh, Apparently, we're going to have these three characters where their their powers are intertwined. And the three heroes have to be like uh, working together to untangle each other. And in some cases, they like swap places. I feel like it's going to be like a Freaky Friday type thing. Where, like Lord. Captain Marvel becomes like Photon and stuff like that. It's like I I don't know if you, it, it it feels like a really interesting uh, uh, premise. Uh, but they did they did the people that did go to D twenty three said that the footage that they showed was extremely action packed uh, and really comedic. Like there's banter between the three Marvels. I I don't know if they can communicate through uh, their their power sets or anything like that. But I am soft buying. I'm soft buying. I'm really excited for Monica Rambeau. Uh, I did feel like Miss Marvel was amazing, but it didn't. Um, I, I don't think it fully explored the 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 impact that she could have as a new superhero. If if that makes okay. sense, in terms of the overall narrative of the MCU as a contained coming of age story of a girl that like literally finds out like. It, it, finds an artifact and gains superpowers. Really compelling. As part of the overall narrative, like going from Miss Marvel to the Marvels, like these are, I mean, Captain Marvel almost soloed Thanos. Like, I I feel like there's a little bit of a gap that we have to cover there. I wish she showed up in other projects before that to kind of give her a little bit more depth. But I'm soft buying. I'm going to soft buy too. Um, Miss Marvel, it wasn't... I'm. This is going to be another one of those projects where I'm going to see where it goes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I have an open mind. I'll definitely also agree and say uh, soft buy. I heard about those, um, but the scenes that they were doing and how action packed it was, I thought that's pretty cool, especially them as a trio. That's awesome. Um, but I definitely want to see the premise of this and like who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Who are they fighting? What's the mm-hmm. what's the problem? How they even get together again. I also I'm also interested because if you watched WandaVision, when every time they um they talked about Carol Danvers, Monica had a conniption about her, which a lot of people are assuming that because you know she got blipped, and apparently while she was blipped, her mother died of cancer or had a sickness that Oof. she wasn't there to help her. And it seems like again, assuming that it seems like she might have a problem with um Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, because you know they were best friends in the original Captain Marvel movie, and it seems like she straight up abandoned her. So I would love to see that. Like I would love to see them have hash that out, talk that out, and then of course you know I want to see how they come together with that. And again, my biggest thing is I want to see who's the bad guy. Who is the who is the person that they're fighting? Is it someone that's specifically from Captain Marvel's actual line of villains, or are they going to do this thing what they do at MCU? Where they take a villain from another character and then give it to this character of this character. Um, I agree. Yeah, same. I'll definitely agree. 
Okay. All righty, we made it to the last three. Uh, these are big, so let's let's take it one step at a time. Uh, we did talk about uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, so let's talk about Daredevil Born again. Charlie Cox is reprising his role. We also have Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as the Kingpin. We're, we got some exclusive footage of Daredevil and She-Hulk, so I'm guessing that we're going to see him in the next coming episodes being flirty with Jennifer Walters. I'm definitely down for that. Uh, <laughs> I am hard buying on Daredevil. It's it's my favorite Netflix series related to uh, an outside property, uh, even over The Punisher. Daredevil was just that good. I'm hard buying. I'm hard buying as well. Charlie Cox is such a great Daredevil. Um, and Kingpin was seeing, seeing him on Netflix was absolutely fantastic, uh, in that role. I was so bummed when there was all of that issue between Netflix and, uh, and, uh, and, and Disney where mm-hmm. they were, they weren't able to continue these, these pro the Marvel projects anymore. Uh, so to see that he is back again, like this is, this is the best news that we can get. Like, this is fantastic. So he deserves it. That crew deserves it. Hard buy. 18 episodes, by the way. Exactly. Let's Can't go. It, yeah, let's go. Hard buy. I'm not going to lie. Because of that, he's, he's so sad. But it's, that's also another reason why I'm hard buying on it. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm, a, I'm personally not a big fan of the six-episode format. No, no. It doesn't work. And, and plus, there's so much more that's more to be desired. Which I kind of like what they're doing with She-Hulk. Granted, their episodes are shorter, but at least we're getting more episodes of She-Hulk, and it can, you know, breathe a little bit more compared to the others. Um, but yeah, eighteen episodes, fantastic. And again, I definitely agree with you guys. Daredevil was such a great show, and I'm happy that Charlie Cox came back and is reprising his role. Um, his role. And the only thing I'm a little worried about is that I don't. Maybe just me being personal. I I don't want them to tame it. I want it to be like how they did it in the Netflix show. Mm-hmm. It was gritty. They got into stuff. Some crazy things happened. They talked about serious subjects. I don't want them to take that away or water it down. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was already owned kind of by Disney anyway, but yeah. I don't know. I it's just I'm just worried that they're gonna try to mousify it. it. Mousify yes. it. Mousify. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you don't mess with the boss. You don't mess with the mouse. Uh, but I, f- I feel like we're all on the same page with that one. I feel like we're also going to be in the same uh, uh, page with this one. Captain America New World Order. Anthony Mackie is making his official debut in, in movies as Captain America. Uh, we, Joaquin Torres is also going to be coming back, played by Danny, Danny, Danny Ramirez. Uh, and then we are also going to have Isaiah Bradley uh, come back nice. by, uh, nice. by, by that. And then the official villain, which was the big announcement, is Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. The Leader which is played by Tim Blake Nelson. So if you've seen The Incredible Hulk, like the original first Marvel like MCU movie, uh, the villain that like has drops of the Hulk's blood thrusted into his brain, he's going to be the actual bad guy. And he showed up on stage to talk about it. And I'm, I'm actually excited about this. I'm, I'm excited about it uh, to see how Anthony can you know grow into the role before the next Avengers movie. Because he is Captain America, but we also have like other people that are going to be coming in that like are quote unquote more popular, like Reed Richards or whatever. He deserves his spot as the leader of the Avengers. So I'm trying to see that in the movie world because we already saw that in the in the film in the uh, TV show. Now he can earn it like with the other big characters in the actual uh, movie 
stage. I am buying on this one. I'm not sure if I'm solid buying until I see the trailer, but I'm soft buying, yes. I'm strong buying. And okay. you know what? I, I, I think it's probably a little out of bias because Anthony Mackie has gone through absolute hell. True. Uh, taking on the mantle of Captain America so much. Um, so many people are trying to cheapen him ascending to this title and saying that he's not the real Captain America to the point where uh, the, the actual Captain, uh, not the actual, he's the actual Captain America. Chris Evans had to like step in on Twitter and be like, mm-hmm. guys, yeah. come on. He is Captain America. So we need this. We need mm-hmm. this movie. I think it's going to be fire. Uh, I think Anthony Mackie is an incredible actor. So let's do it. Hard buy. Okay. Definitely a hard buy for me. And like I said with the Marvels earlier about what villain they're going to have, are they going to stick to one of their own or might take one? This is what exactly what I was talking about. That's because uh, they took a Hulk villain and now he's going to be the main villain for Captain America. And for those who might not know what the leader is, um, the leader pretty much is like a Hulkling variant Mm -hmm. someone who has hulk abilities but all of his hulk abilities went to his brain man's Mm -hmm. a mega genius like oh under like man's a genius on a level that it's insane man's incredibly smart and um i can definitely see him being the kind of character to pull the strings kind of stuff doing things that might get um captain america caught up in something and i also Mm -hmm. like how they confirmed that isaiah bradley's coming at coming back which gives me a, a suspicion, and hopefully this is cool that they do this, that it might also be putting up um, Elijah Bradley. Because, nice. you know, Isaiah Bradley has a grandson. We saw him in the in the show. And um, he also isn't a big, important character for the Young Avengers because it looks like we're setting up for the Young Avengers because we're getting characters for that set up for the Young Avengers. And he's the other one that they haven't announced yet. And uh, it'll be cool if he shows up in there and start him off in that as well. And, of course, we're also getting um, Torres as well, being the new Falcon. Yep. And apparently we're also getting another character named Sab- Sabra or Masad, who's going to oh, be the yeah. first Sabra, Sabra, ever, yeah. Exactly. Who's going to be the first ever um, official, like, Israeli superhero. Yep. Nice. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Definitely. Take, taking great leaps forward. And finally... Perhaps one of the most controversial ones, but not, like, really? Uh, The Thunderbolts have officially been announced. And it's not the team that you thought it was going (laughs) to (laughs) be. We have Valentina Alegra de Fortein, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Amazing. David Harbour, uh, a.k.a. the Red Guardian. We have uh, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost. We have Olga Kurilenko as the Taskmaster. Wyatt Russell playing John Walker, a.k.a. the U.S. Agent. Then we have the leader of the team, which is Florence Pugh uh, as Yelena Bulova. And then we have Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Uh, holy hell. I did not expect this. Uh, I'm going to soft sell. Soft sell in the sense that I know we couldn't get the actual like original team. Uh, I, 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 Baron Zemo, Red Hulk, Ghost Rider, uh, the Punisher, because they're not all introduced. But I feel like most of these, uh, th- th- this this ragtag group of uh, uh, anti-heroes, if you could say, they all do the same thing. 
Like they're, they're they're not really thunderbolts. Like they're not like I, I I don't see them having different sets of powers that makes them like that crazy. I know they're trying to be like the Suicide Squad, which that part makes sense because they're all military trained, et cetera, et cetera. They've had run-ins with the governments and and the private sector. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I I'm I'm soft selling, even though like I I love the individual members. I do feel like Taskmaster and Ghost need a lot of work. Uh narratively in order to fit this team but the rest of them i enjoy on an individual level what did you guys feel i'm going to soft buy okay and i think the main reason is because i'm not familiar with the thunderbolts comic version so i have no idea what i'm missing out on Mm -hmm. uh however i really love david harbour I, I love him. I loved him as Red Guardian. I love Sebastian Stan as, as Winter Soldier. Um, I'm interested to see some interactions between them. Uh, I want to see them on a team. That would be interesting to me. So just on that alone, I'm willing to give it a try and not write it off. Bro, where's Zemo? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I was one of the, I was I think that was the one that shocked me the most is that Zemo was not on the team and everybody in the mother was just talking about like oh yeah Zemo plus he's part of the team and he he's technically the leader if you don't count US agent US agent is there to like to keep the team in line kind of like how Rick Flag was for a suicide squad um but Zemo was the leader and it's weird that he's not in it. Maybe, and here's the thing. Another thing I've been doing lately is also trying to understand behind the scenes for stuff. Cause we always think about like, Oh, why did they go this direction? Why did this character get cast? Why did they do this? And I try to learn from the production standpoint of that. Maybe the actor couldn't do it. Maybe conflicting schedules, kind of like how Daniel Kaluuya couldn't be in Wakanda forever. Uh, but I don't know behind what's going on with that. Um, surprised to see red guardian there. I didn't expect to see red guardian. Um, the other ones make sense, though. And I definitely agree with you with the whole um, Ghost and uh, Taskmaster. I feel like Ghost, funny enough, out of all of them, in a way, Ghost also makes sense on why she's on the team. And I'll give her some credit because she's the only one whose powers are different. Everybody else is yeah. pretty much super soldier light. Mm-hmm. Freaking everybody's a freaking super soldier on that team except <laughs> for Ghost. And, um, of course, Elena, but, like, she, I mean, Black Widow, but uh, yeah, everybody else is pretty much the same, except for Ghost. And um, but I can see why she's on the team because it makes sense for what happened to her character last time in Ant Man. She's a fugitive, and I can see her Valentina being like, "Hey, you want to stop being a fugitive? Yeah, join this team." And um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I was also a little disappointed. I was now I will say I wasn't expecting the original Thunderbolts because, like I said, um, they haven't introduced the concept of a Red Hulk yet. I'm pretty sure they're going to save Ghost Rider for his own thing in mm-hmm. the future. They have still yet to introduce symbiotes mm-hmm. in freaking um, the MCU yet. And so there's nowhere going to get Agent Venom. So, um, but I was also surprised that they, but I I would argue that they could have introduced Elektra. They could have introduced, I, I would argue that you could have even introduced Punisher in that. Yeah. The Punisher, you could introduce him in that. And then like they did with um, his character in the Netflix thing, give him his own series maybe after that or movie or stuff like that because he originally showed up in daredevil and then he got his own series yeah so they could have done the same thing with that we see the punisher working there um but yeah or maybe other characters that are you know grayish anti-heroes that they could have introduced that could have worked i think my biggest thing that i'm disappointed in is like yeah the lack of variety the lack of diversity 
specifically as in like powers wise, because mm-hmm. everybody just seems the same. And compared to the Suicide Squad, you know, had a different groups of people. Grand, they had two characters who were the same, but that was a joke. But um, yeah, they had a diversified of powers that made them look cooler and better as a team compared to this one. They just like like I said, they're all pretty much super soldiers. So. Yeah, I think that's the only thing. I'm still giving it a, a, a chance a little bit, but I, I was expecting more. Agreed. Agreed. I feel I feel like that's uh-huh. the best the, the best way to say it. Uh, yeah. All right, that is all that we have in terms of announcements. That was a lot. Uh, we had a whole last two hours on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you guys have any other announcements that you'd like to cover, whether it be gaming or TV or whatever? Um. We can just quickly talk about like October is going to be a big month for anime yeah. watching as a whole. Mm-hmm. A lot of anime now. Um, a new Gundam, um, Spy Family Part Two, um, obviously hero? Bleach and Chainsaw Man. Finally, been waiting for Chainsaw Man to show up. My yeah. Hero Season Six is also coming. My out. Hero Season Six. My Hero. So, October is going to be wild. Someone even put a Twitter thread saying that. So we're getting an anime on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like every day is going to be an anime episode, which is freaking wild. I never, and, I never had that experience before. So, and, and this, and and this is just a quick side tangent, and then uh, I'll I'll uh, let us go. But I think this is the biggest flaw with week to week programming because there's. On the oh, surface, this, again I, I know, I, I, I know, but hey, listen, this is this is a beautiful moment for anime watchers everywhere, right? Like every day you're going to get some banger new anime. Let's mm-hmm. go. At the same time, we're going to have to keep this up for potentially months. Yeah. And in order to do that consistently, every day is an insane task. You're going to miss a day probably. Yeah. it's it's inevitable and you're going to you're going to get spoiled on something this is the biggest pro for binging because when you have the binge model you don't have to worry about how your scheduling can happen all the scheduling uh is on you and your time exactly. so i just i just wanted to quickly put that out there because netflix sure. is thinking of taking away the binge model i've seen no one on the internet uh come against this everyone's like yeah netflix should get rid of it because the binge model is inferior to the weekly model so on and so forth i just want us to have a little bit of choice there's no one else that does the binge model let us have one alternative please that's all i'm off my soapbox i i like that i like that we should talk about that at some point because that's that's a that's all that's a that's a really interesting point uh I definitely feel like there's there's room to grow uh, when it comes to the the, the, the streaming service uh, 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 value proposition, especially when you have so many shows that like deserve a week to week. Like for example, uh, Arcane I think deserved a week to week with like yes. the like I, I think it should be on a on, on a show by show basis, and that's that's where I agree with you. Like it should be on a show sure. by show basis. Like if you're doing like cliffhangers, like for example, if it's a show that has like 24 episodes. Yeah, you can do that. But like, if this show, if it's a show that has like eight, I think having two months where your your show dominates the the zeitgeist makes sense, right? And for example, Arcane just won at the Emmys for best animated show. I think it deserved like it's it's chance, right? To 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 
to have the same hype that Game of Thrones and and, and Rings of Power and all that stuff has. So, but and, Squid Game, Squid Game yes. won, won as well, and it wasn't a week to week model either. You that know, so it's true. like, and it's true hype forever. It but hype the forever. final season, of, um, the, the final season of um, Stranger Things was week to week though Oof. as well, and it was also a banger and still very <sighs> talked about to this day. Damn, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. Listen, man. I don't know how to feel. We should we should have one podcast about it. it it's like there's there's points for week to week models. Fine, sure, but it's such an archaic form of TV. True. We True. like Netflix was supposed to be the evolution of streaming, us mm-hmm. thrusting us into the future where there are more options on how to consume media. Mm-hmm. But it seems like we're being pushed back by all of these media, uh, these streaming services. Who want us to stay in the TV Stone Ages? Yeah, like they want to even return to commercials, even when you pay no. for streaming. It's no. all right. of it is backwards, and we're okay with it as content creators. I'm not seeing people talk against it. True, and it's it's like we need to rise up against this. True, true. That makes uh, sense. That rise against the commercial. I don't know about the weekly thing, but. The commercials. Oh. No, yeah, commercials for sure. Like, if I'm paying for something, I I don't want ads. If I'm paying, I don't want ads. Like, right. and and this one goes straight to Hulu. Like, I, I, I'm I, we're gonna say it like it is. Like, bro, I don't need five P tiers, bro. Like, come on, <laughs> I, 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 one is one is enough. Exactly. That that's insane. Like, you so you're gonna make me pay extra more each time so I don't get ads at all. Wow, that's that's wild. You. Wow, like you have such a holidays on you to do that to me. All right. All righty, everybody. I think that's it. Uh, We've covered pretty much everything. I'm so excited uh, to be back talking to you guys. Uh, We're definitely going to cover more of the anime stuff as soon as October hits because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, And once December hits, we're going to have a lot of movies to talk about as soon as uh, we're, we're ready for the new year because... Uh, award season is coming up, and we have to have our picks for which movie will take each award. All right. I love you guys. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure to check us out wherever you consume uh, your podcast, whether that be uh, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you want to consume it. I will let my boys say their goodbyes and let people know where they can find you. Travis. Hey. Guys, it was so much fun. I love seeing you guys again. My name is Travis the Sibling. For everyone who wants to know, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram and even Twitter, all at Travis the Sibling. All right, Mizu. You guys can find me as well on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I do a lot of YouTube shorts. Um, Also Twitter as well. And I'm going to say this again. Do not fall for that nonsense. <laughs> I'm serious, guys. Like, I really don't want to argue with y'all. If I come with, if y'all come with me with that nonsense, I'm going to clap back. I am not nice. <laughs> I love that. I've seen Mizu clap back on comments section, so I I I love it. I love it. I'm I'm here Fiery. for it. <laughs> Fiery. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh you can find me at, at i'm tropical joe on all of your major uh platforms and you can find tropical joe gaming on youtube because i also have two channels over there as always it's been the week weekly we'll see you on the next one thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.